Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Tea in a Port show. Let's see if we can do our opening music. I have a um, ukulele here today. It's a baritone ukulele. I usually have all my instruments tuned to 432HZ, but um, today I uh, I don't know if it is. My daughter borrowed it. So today is April 26, 2018, and it's another exciting show of the Tea in the Porch. things I'm going to talk about today. Um, but first of all, how is your week? How's the week been? How has this week been for you? What's been going on? Um, I guess anybody that's listening to this probably is on some type of spiritual search and they're probably going through um, some challenges. They're probably reading books, watching videos, and they might be saying, I don't get this. Um, I, it feels like it's over there. Well, if you're in a place where it feels like something is over there, then you're seeing something. That's good. That's a good way to be. Yeah. Over time, as it's over there, it'll then be here. It's like a painting. You can follow it, follow it, follow it. So over time it'll be, it'll be probably here with you. So give it time. The mind wants to see, it wants to see this presence. It wants to return home. That's the whole purpose of life is returning home. That's what we want to do. We want to return home. Um, I had a friend of mine, actually a couple friends of mine this, this week, they had, uh, they lost someone, someone had died, and so I knew they were going to be upset. I went through that. Upsetness is, is actually quite normal. And um, we cry when someone dies. We cry when someone dies, and the reason we do is because we're crying to return home. They've gone home, and then there's a reminder that we're not home, that we're lost in this illusion. So it's a matter of finding home where you are and painting out the home from where you are to um, what is there. 
That's what it's about. So I've got a, three things I want to do today. These are um, a couple. One's a question, and the other two are just some things I've written and and put together. So the first one is uh, a, a quote that comes from, and, and these things will, are, are different ways I've seen the uh, this awareness unfold in our lives. So if you're studying present awareness, you're studying non-duality, and you're looking into it, you'll start seeing it unfold. It, it's, it's a path. It, it may hit you and go, boom, here it is. And then it'll trickle in a little a bit at a time, and then it'll fade, and then it'll trickle back in, and then it'll explode it again. And it opens and closes and opens and closes in your life. And when it does this, just be aware that you're watching it, that something is watching all of this happen. And then it opens more just with that idea. So, the one thing I noticed within me was um, when I first opened to this present awareness and it came to me by someone simply asking me a question. They said, look deeply to see if Mike exists. And by going through that, look deeply to see if Mike exists. I then realized, wow, everything I'd been doing for like to study Reiki and all the energy I was feeling in Reiki and meditation, I'm going, that's been me the whole time. So I've been opening up and letting go of everything to open up to what is there. So the first thing I would talk about is a, a quote from the Buddha. The Buddha says, enlightenment is the end of suffering. I'm going to reverse that a little bit. I think a truer way to look at that is to say, once suffering ceases, then enlightenment takes place. Meaning that, now what would make suffering cease? What would make suffering end? Um, I think you get to a point where you're done, you're walled in, there's nothing more to do. And you're saying, I'm cooked. I'm, I'm done. And I have nowhere else to go. I can't fix this problem from this place. I can't get any more money. I can't fix my time schedule. This is unfixable. There's got to be another way. And then it breaks and you drop and you let go and you let go and you let go. And then you finally let go and you realize, well, what's been here the whole time? This happened to me many times in life. And I kept going back to me, it's this, it's just this, this peace. The one time I really remember was when I was uh, jobless and my family was gone. Um, and I sat by the edge of a river, I think I told this story a few times, and what was there? Nothing. And then all of a sudden, the nothing became alive. So, enlightenment is at the end of suffering. When suffering breaks open to its final place, gosh, when it fake breaks open to its final place, then what's there? Peace, grace. And you can say, what is happening? The what that is happening is present awareness. So let's call present awareness what? What is happening? Present awareness is 
whating. What is what is taking place? Yes, the what is taking place. Present awareness is appearing as something taking place. Present awareness is sitting. Present awareness is podcasting right now. See how this works? So enlightenment is the end of suffering. So once the suffering gets to a place where it just stops, it's done, it cracks open, and there is present awareness there. Once that's seen, if you get to a place where that opens and you see it, then hold on to it. Oh my God, like a tiger, just grab that as much as you can. Make it your life. Look for it everywhere. And when you look for it everywhere, then you'll start seeing that, wait a second, what caused suffering was me trying to get to another place, trying to get from one place to another place. But if you see that in this place here, the beauty is that what is here is going to be at the end of my goal. So let's say your goal is to, I don't know, let's say you're a salesman. You're like, I need to get to, I don't know, 500 sales this, this month, and you're at 470. I just need to get those extra sales. Well, while you're sitting there looking at the amount of sales you have, what is there? Presence. And then once you get those sales, what's at the other end of that? Presence. The only reason you want to get those final sales is because you, you then can think, well, then I can relax my mind and I can go into presence. Well, not, why not just relax your mind now and go into presence? Why not just say, okay, presence is here right now in the beauty of everything. And, and then allow that to be your connection with other people, in which case those sales will then probably happen because you're in the state of presence. And then it would be presence selling to presence. And even the thought of selling is just a, is presence itself too. There's no difference. That connection takes place. The flow happens. It all works very well. There's no grabbing to take anything because everything is, everything is this. Everything is the presence. Everything. It takes a while to do that though. And that's one of the most difficult parts is, looking at the outer world and seeing that the outer world is simply just more presence. Oftentimes I'll be in a place, I might be in the gym or something and I'm working out and all of a sudden the entire gym, all the people, the equipment and everything becomes the mind. I simply look and say, well, you want to see your mind? Look outside you right now. And there's your mind. So these things will take place. They just appear. And then next moment, they're, oh, okay, I'm Mike, and I'm on this treadmill, and I have another half a mile to go until I can finally get the hell off the damn thing. Can you tell I don't like doing cardio? <laughs> Who does? Who does? Um... So these shifts will take place and they'll come into your life and they'll open up. And if you have it one moment and go, there it is, there's the beauty of this. And next moment you're like, oh no, I'm a single wave of concentrated energy of Mike. That's okay. 
because that is also presence doing all of those things. It's it's appearing as as both. It's appearing as the separate. It's appearing as the individual. It's also appearing as the individual understanding the connection and awareness of all of it. So it's going to dance. Anyone who walks around and says, I'm in pure bliss all the time and happy and I'm speaking softly and there's peace and glory and grace and everything. Just be careful. Okay? Somebody, that's that's just a an attempt to hold on to something, another place. That's not it. Presence is raw, it's real, it's painful, and you can take the pain and do these things. So enlightenment is the end of suffering. So let's talk a little bit about it. suffering can come in different forms. Um, this week the, the, the word patterns came up a lot to me, patterns. Um, we, we have patterns in life, we have different patterns. The way we deal with people, we might have a pattern. Or you might have, there might be a pattern happening in your life. I can't count the amount of times that I perhaps got a new job and then, you know, after a couple of weeks realized that, okay, I have a new job, but this boss I have is the same boss that I had at the last job or two jobs ago. They're back with the same type of issues, same type of way of, of dealing with me. And I was like, well, why does this keep happening, this pattern of energy of this person appearing and appearing? These patterns will keep appearing until you break them. And the only way to break a pattern is to look directly at it, to see that it's not real. And so how do you look directly at a pattern to see that it's not real? You, you stop, you turn off the television, you turn off your phone, and you sit and you welcome your pattern. You say, what is this pattern? And you use whatever imagery you might need to do that. Whatever creative ideas you need to do that, you do that. Let me tell you a story. I had a pattern of feeling lost and lonely. And I was talking to one of my friends one time, and she said, you, you seem to have this, um, this pattern of... Um, insecurity a little bit Mike and I said yeah I do and she said where does that stem from and I said um, it stems from the experience I had when I was 16 and when I was younger my parents divorced my dad left my mother went and hid herself in her bedroom for five years the wonders of pharmaceutical medications and many doctors will do that to a person so um, and I found myself at that point, a 16-year-old boy, just scared to death. I dove into music and learned how to play instruments, and and um, and I was there. And I told her, I said, it feels like part of my life was left back there. Now, even in non-duality, the beauty of it is you can say, oh, it's all one, it doesn't matter. But you can still go and heal patterns with non-duality because now you're in a place where you know where wholeness is and you can be doing, do creative things. I guess that's all I'm going to say about that. So you can do creative fun things to help do healings in many ways. Um, the healing always comes back to sitting in the wholeness. 
And then while you're sitting in wholeness, you can examine the different energies that are around you and you can look into them and touch them and open them up and place them in your hands and bring them to you and rest in them. And you can open them to the presence that's within you. I hope this makes sense. So for instance, let's say you're feeling lonely. Sit quietly and what is loneliness? So you sit as presence looking at loneliness. Presence is looking at loneliness. And loneliness is felt. What's it made of? Where is it sitting? And what's the vibration of it? And then mix it into the vibration of your presence. And you'll find that the loneliness is presence too. And then that'll clear it out. And it'll make it disappear. It'll dissolve it into presence. So what I did in this situation was... I, I remember going to the bank and I stopped at the bank and I was depositing money and I just stopped depositing the money and just went over and I parked my car in, in the um, parking lot. It's like I had to do this immediately. And I sat and I visualized myself speaking with the 16-year-old version of me, that energy pattern. Presence speaking to uh, a memory of itself. And I had this spinning child, 16, with greasy hair and glasses. And I said to him, come sit next to me. And this whole conversation took place. And he's like, I'm scared, I'm scared. I said, I know you are. Come sit next to me. And he sat next to me and I said, what are you afraid of? And he said, everything's changing. He said, my parents aren't here. I'm lost, I'm afraid, I'm alone. And I can't do this. And I said, it's all here. I said, you're fine. Home is here. It's never left you. It's just moving. And I sat with him and I said, come with me for the day. This took place for about five minutes. And uh, there's more conversation that took place. But I looked into this part of myself, which appeared then as another boy and a younger version of myself. And I, I took presence and I painted the outlines of it with presence. And then I painted the inside of it with presence. And then I examined what it was and saw that it was also presence and energy. And then suddenly it felt like in my body half of my being was now replaced with another half of my being. I had been walking around like a half of a shell my entire life since age 16. And I'm now 52. So, um, and I did this a couple years ago. So... And instantly it felt like I was now more full. Something, a piece of me was gone and now I've recaptured it. It was beautiful. So once this took place, then the, the insecurity, which still is a pattern, appeared in different ways. Not as much, not as detailed as it did then, but it just appeared a little different. And this was taken care of. Because this, this insecurity was a, like a tightening of a bunch of rubber bands that was just really making me unable to sit. Once I was able to do that, then I was like, okay, the suffering has ended, and now enlightenment appears. So, it's not always that you have enlightenment and then suffering ends. A lot of times the suffering has to run through its course and be looked at and examined, and a combination of both, presence meets suffering, suffering meets presence. And those two will, will heal. 
and take care of each other. They work beautifully. So when patterns come in, look at them. They're, they're as Rumi says, they're a, a guest in your home. Invite them in and work with them. And once you work with them, um, then you, um, you'll heal more and more. Something more will open. So once I worked with this pattern, I then saw that now there was presence calling again to me. It whispered again to me. And so for the past couple of days, I've been anxious to sit down and talk about it here on this podcast. And I don't know what to say except that it's, it's just there appearing. And it offers the answer to everything. No matter what questions I would ever have, no matter what problems I would ever have, going into presence solves every single one of them. No matter what your questions are. You could take 100 questions and put them on a piece of paper. Sit in what is here. And those questions will just be like, uh, uh, they call it writing on water. They'll just be like writing on water. They won't matter. They'll just be little things that are coming along. No need to pay attention to them because the whole truth of these is is to bring you to this place. So that's kind of been what's been going on with my week. That and lots of gigs. And um, and redoing my book on Amazon. So that'll be out soon. Now I got a question from um, one of my friends. And her question was, this was a beautiful question, was... How do you, uh, you can find yourself in places where you're in your pure presence, but then how do you, if you go to a group of people, how do you not give them all of you because they can exhaust you? How do you put boundaries up not to give yourself all to them? So the answer to this question is, when you're meeting with groups of people, or you maybe you're meeting with somebody who is what we call toxic, um, meet them and don't meet them. Meet them and meet the presence you know yourself to be as them as well. So that all of their words become writing on water. And don't do it like a smart ass and go, you know, what you have to say is nothing. <laughs> Just because um, that'll piss them off. <laughs> and then you'll get into an ego battle and you both will form ways and that'll happen. Kaboom. So so what you do is, is hold your, your presence and when you're with them, just listen. Let them go and go and go and go and go. And realize that in truth, do they really need healing? Do they need to be fixed? Do they need to be fixed? You know? Um, if you take them to that place of presence and you just speak from that place of presence, they'll get that. They'll say, I know where he's speaking from. He's very centered. 
And one or two things will happen. They might say, I'll never get to be that centered. Or they might run from it and say, I don't want any parts of that. Because they still want to go and play and beat around the bush and go do all their other things. They still think they can fix themselves in those ways. And that's fine. But you just speak to their, their presence. Speak to what is there. And paint it so that they know where to land. That's all you have to do. And then don't care. They'll come back. You can't lose at this game. Even their last thought prior to death might be, oh, there it is. That's what happened with my mother. She was pure presence. Pure presence before she died. It was beautiful. Prior to that, she was schizophrenic and bipolar and drug addicted. And oh my gosh, all these things. And I was like, wow, you did all these crazy things just so you could open to this presence. So with her, the suffering ended to open up something beautiful. And that was, you know, a night before she died was when she discovered it. It's best not to wait till then because you can see it right here now. So, you know, how do you give to others and not give yourself away? The key is to then realize that there is no self. There's, there's no self. There's no you that's giving anything away. You giving away something else to some, to another person, like you're healing them, is is like um, a water pistol underwater shooting water at somebody else with a water pistol. What's being done there? What's what's happening? This is why I kind of stopped teaching Reiki. I was like, this, this makes no sense. It's just presence touching presence. They're already presence, you know. But then at the same time meet people where they are. A lot of people need that. I remember when I first got into it, I'm like, oh, I need this. I need to, to look at it slowly. It's a slow unfolding. If if everyone just suddenly went, boom, oh my gosh, there's presence everywhere, I think they'd freak out. They'd be like, what is this? Am I sick? They'd be running to doctors and doctors would prescribe some medication. Hmm. And the pharmaceutical companies companies would make tons of money and they'd call it something. Who knows? Some disorder. So, those are um, a couple of deep, and that's a lot of deep stuff for today. Let's go into a few poems here. I love going through these poems. Ah, here's a poem on love. Love, love, love. Okay. I wrote this poem. Um, I was The word presence can be switched for the word love grace there's a thousand different words for it and none of them ever really touch it in fact they just cover it up so so what do you do with that we'll use love so this poem is called all there is is love all there is is love and look i've got a little picture of it too this is from um this is from my book selling nails on the beach so this book's on um it's on amazon as a as an ebook if you want to you know Put, you know, a $2.99 out there for that. Um, or if you want a copy of this, um, I have 500 of these damn books in my closet. I will be glad to get you a copy uh, somehow. So, all there is is love. Forms of love, love as form. There is no you, there is no me. There's only love. Love is all. You and I are love. Isn't that sweet? 
Love knocks on my window, inviting me to stay in. I, for a long time, have been leaving to go look for love. Tonight, love has knocked, locked the window to keep me here. Here is where love is. Here is peace. Here in clarity. Here in freedom. Love then breaks the window to end the search, inviting the out-in and the in-out. Oh, that's beautiful. Love is neither in or out. It is both. I fall in love, and I know I never fell, and I know I never fell out of love. Oh, that's great. That's um, I remember when that happened to me. You you open up to present awareness, and you realize, oh my God, this has been there the entire time, appearing as everything. This has always been there. I remember that moment. That was so fucking cool. Like this has always been there, and it's. It's almost like it's almost like that love story where you you go out at sea and you smash against the rocks and you come back home and the present says to you, I was there as everything. That's it. That story has meaning. That was cool. I'm glad that poem brought that memory up. Let's do one more, one more, one more quick poem here. This one will do for summer. It is about the weeping willow. So the weeping willow, that's, that's a tree if you're not familiar with that it's a big tree that can look scary at times so the weeping willow so when i was younger i was afraid of these weeping willow trees i would pull on the branches and they would reach down all these branches would come down i felt like it was a big hand grabbing me so i would run so weeping willow young and small i feared the weeping willow tree an illusion of giant arms grabbing me as i tugged on her branches looking back i see through this illusion as the deep ocean under her waves I now tug her branches, and the weeping willow comes to help. Her arms are mine as we hug. That's a cool little poem. So that's the weeping willow. So that's kind of like, uh, again, looking at patterns. You pull on these branches, and the patterns come to you. So when you find presence, the patterns will appear. Because you're in stillness, suddenly all the little ripples are available. And then once you pull them, you have to have the strength when they bring them to you that you stay in your presence and say, here, let's see what this is. And you find out the branches of the weeping willow are just you. They are. They're just the presence of you. So practice that. That's a good thing to practice. Go out there and, and say, okay, let's just go out and go pump gas somewhere. And you're out pumping gas. And while you're doing it, look at everything out there and say, that's my mind. There's no out there. It's just presence appearing is out there. Try these different things. It's fascinating. And you'll find your whole perspective will shift to the way you do things. All right, let's do some closing music and call it a day. Um...